Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. With Leland Vittert, we'll see you right here tomorrow night. Tonight, chaos. You are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. Hunter Biden crashes his own contempt hearing. Let's take a vote. Who wants to hear from Hunter right now? Then he walks out. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Excuse me, Hunter. Apparently you're afraid of my words. How Republicans got played. Do you guys understand what you're doing here? Good question. Tonight, Oversight Chairman James Comer joins us with his answer. Dropout. I'm suspending my campaign tonight for President of the United States. Chris Christie turns the Republican primary upside down as blinding snow hits the Iowa caucuses. I don't play for a second. We are going to win. Is this the January surprise Donald Trump can't survive? An affair, a prosecution, and a president. Accusations of an improper relationship between Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis and a lawyer she hired. Who happens to be her lover or her boyfriend. New allegations against the Georgia prosecutor going after Trump could give him a get-out-of-jail-free card. Why Fannie Willis might need to take the fifth herself. And Generation Me. Can somebody please normalize getting ugly and fat after working a nine-to-five job? The TikTok star who speaks for so many of her peers. The last thing I want to do after a long day at work is go and jog on the treadmill, go and take a nice walk. No! Does this attitude explain why even progressives now complain about fast food prices? We start with breaking political news. Trump critic, long shot candidate Chris Christie just dropped out. It does not matter much for Chris Christie. He never had a real chance. But it matters a lot for Nikki Haley, not only in New Hampshire, but Iowa as well. Much more on that in a minute. We start with breaking news in Washington. Both the House Oversight Committee and Judiciary Committee voted to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. The resolution now heads to the entire House for a vote. It comes after... What is fair to say by any standard, a completely wild day in Washington where Hunter Biden turned a typically boring House oversight hearing into must-see TV. You are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls. And things went downhill from there. 
if you can believe it. First, the facts. Hunter showed up, as you can tell. But he will still be referred for contempt of Congress because he refuses to testify under oath privately. Democrats, as you could imagine, say they should just let the man speak today. Let's take a vote. Who wants to hear from Hunter right now, today? Anyone? Come on. Who wants to hear from Hunter? Motion's out of order. No one. Shortly after that, Hunter walked out. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, apparently, no. you're afraid of my words. Uh, here goes. <laughs> oh. Why don't we have? I think but, that. Uh, all right. We had the soundbite. We just didn't have the video of Hunter getting out and walking away. Nancy May said, "I think Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail." That is not going to happen. The man orchestrating this wasn't Hunter, it was the man next to him, Abe Lowell. You can see him there above my shoulder. That's Hunter's attorney, who, fun fact, once represented Jared Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner. Hunter chose a hearing where Republicans could not distort, manipulate, or misuse that testimony. Honor, and then ignoring that invitation, and proving once again that they cared little about the This is about arguing for the next call. Whatever House Republicans do, it will be up to Merrick Garland, the attorney general, to decide if they actually charge Hunter with contempt of Congress. With us now, James Comer, chairman of the House Oversight Committee. Uh, you've had a long day, sir. We appreciate you making it uh, out of committee and here uh, to talk to us. I, fair to say, I think things didn't go as planned. Did you guys get played No, I think that the American people saw the arrogance and entitlement of the president's son. Look, uh, we've been very transparent with this administration, uh, with this investigation from day one. Uh, We've published four bank memorandums. Uh, We've talked about uh, and and demonstrated mountains of evidence with respect to the fact that the Bidens have received millions and millions of dollars from our enemies around the world. And we don't know what they did to receive the money. They don't own hotels. They don't own real estate. They don't own legitimate businesses. They don't provide services. They don't manufacture anything. What exactly did they do to receive the money? The president's son refuses to come in and answer questions. Uh, He's more than welcome to show up for a committee hearing after a deposition. Every investigation, whether it's a congressional investigation or whether it's an investigation by local and law enforcement, they bring people in for depositions at the end of the investigations. We have all these questions about specific bank transactions significant amounts of money that came from Russia, China, Uzbekistan, Ukraine, uh, Romania, to the Biden family that was then dispersed through different uh, fake companies and ended up in the personal Hmm. bank accounts of 10 different Biden family members. The American people want to know what did the Bidens do. And today we held Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress. He showed up. You heard Moskowitz, you played the clip there that said, Hunter Biden's here to answer questions. Two minutes later, his time expired, and I recognized Marjorie Taylor Greene. She was going to ask him questions. He ran out of there. So in my opinion, the Bidens are the ones that got played today. Well, Marjorie, if Marjorie Taylor Greene was going to ask him questions, does that mean that you all would accept uh, and hold a hearing for Hunter uh, and allow him to testify publicly? After the deposition, he can. After the deposition, But you just said Marjorie Taylor Greene was going to ask him questions. Hunter. 
Yeah. So we, 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 well, he okay, wasn't so supposed to be there. If he, if he don't You're come back and answer questions. Yeah, in a deposition. He will come back and answer questions in a deposition. And then he can have a public hearing. Marjorie Taylor Greene will get five minutes. Dan Goldman will get five minutes. Then Pat Fallon will get five minutes, and we'll go down the, the, the aisle. But right well, now, you, it's very important that you, you realize that Hunter Biden doesn't make the rules. And when Democrats were in control, they didn't let people say, oh, we'll only come if it's a, if it's a hearing. They made them sit for depositions first. We're doing Hunter Biden the exact uh, same way that others that have been involved in, in congressional investigations have been treated in the past. Right. The, the, look, that's a perfectly fair point, and, and you make a, a fair, fair analysis that that's how things have been done uh, in the past. Let's just stipulate for a moment that Hunter Biden did some really bad things, uh, and I'm not talking about the, the drugs and the sex and the women. Um, as you point out, uh, at the very least, he sold out America and tried to peddle his father's name and got money from America's enemies, specifically China. And you think about uh, the people he was taking money from in Russia. These are not good people. So so that is stipulated. Um, I guess what I'm trying to figure out and, and look, I'm just a, a guy from the Midwest. I'm not political, but I'm, I'm thinking about the optics here, not exactly the facts that you were talking about. He comes to the hearing. Uh, and he gets screamed at, he gets called names, he gets insulted. I'm not talking about partisans. I'm talking about independent voters who just watched and heard the the commotion of today. Some have called it a circus. Is there any chance that you're making people, and I know this is hard to imagine, but making people feel bad for Hunter Biden? No, I don't think so. Only uh, liberals that uh, are, are obsessed with Trump. Look, at the end of the day, we have a simple question. What did you do to receive the millions of dollars from our enemies around the world? If he can answer that question, we'll pretty much be done with him. But we have specific transactions. Look, this, this individual hasn't been truthful. There's a reason he's indicted in two federal courts right now. There's a reason he's on a plane back to California right now for a hearing tomorrow in front of a federal judge. He's been in trouble. He's in trouble with the IRS, with the FBI, with the Department of Justice, with the House Oversight Committee, with the House Judiciary Committee. This is a guy that's made a lot of mistakes. We're yeah. investigating his father. We're trying to determine whether or not Joe Biden is compromised because of the millions of dollars his, his family's received from our enemies around the world. We have specific questions. They said he came there to answer questions today. The first question he had, he bolted out of there. So, I mean, they can try to create a narrative that, that he was there wait, to wait, answer wait, wait. questions, but when Mr. someone Chairman, attempted to ask him a question, he left. Okay, but again, I'm trying to understand, Marjorie Taylor Greene was trying to ask him a question, you say, but that was in a public hearing, but you're saying you're not going to ask him any questions in a public hearing, only privately first. So was this his one opportunity to answer questions publicly? I'm just trying to figure, figure it out. No, no, no. After the deposition, he's more than welcome okay. to come back whenever he wants. After the deposition. Right. That's been the, that's I, been the get, deal from day one. You get no argument, and I say this again, about the bad things that Hunter Biden has done, and, and he has certainly compromised himself, as you point out, how, how and why this money came to the Biden family is important things to figure out. Um, Eric Erickson, um, who's, a, I know, a, a staunch conservative uh, today, we are all focused on the clown show and the crackhead, and conservatives um, are getting outmaneuvered. Um, he would point to, among other things, that this, uh, the Republican House, uh, controlled by Republicans, uh, has passed 27 bills and held 724 votes. That's more votes and less lawmaking and less passing uh, in modern history. And I, I guess what I'm trying to understand is what, what is your message to conservatives who say, we want to fix the border? 
Uh, we care about curtailing spending. There's, there's real issues, um, and these mm-hmm. kinds of things are distractions. Now, this isn't a distraction. The, the Oversight Committee is 5% of the mm-hmm. House of Representatives. Our job is to hold people accountable. Our job is to investigate waste, fraud, abuse, and mismanagement of the government. That's what we're doing. We're doing our job. The full Congress, we're, the Republicans at least, are focused on securing the border. We've done everything. We're threatening to shut the government down. We're doing everything to try to uh, force Joe Biden and, and uh, uh, Mayorkas to do their job. And that's to secure the southern border. So uh, one reason that, that Republicans have had so many difficulties passing the budget is we're trying to do anything we can to force the president of the United States to protect the American people by, by securing the southern border. So it is a priority for Republicans. We're going to continue to, to focus on that. And with respect to the number of bills passed, true conservatives would uh, would. They're, they're leery when you pass hundreds of bills. Look, the, the Democrats passed a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act. All that did was significantly increase inflation. So they passed a lot of bills. They were bad bills. Sometimes it's better to pass fewer bills if they're quality bills. And I think that's what Republicans have done over the past 12 months. All right. Mr. Chairman, I have to say um, the fact that you kept this interview uh, after 10 hours of a committee hearing that I know just wrapped up, we are uh, appreciative of. <laughs> And no, I mean that seriously. There's a lot of people who would have canceled. We appreciate that. And uh, look, you're, you're dogged about getting answers to important questions and where those where those millions came from and why the Biden's got them are important questions. It's good to see you, sir. Thank you. Uh, thank you. All right. Breaking news. Chris Christie just dropped out of the Republican presidential race. That helps one person, Nikki Haley. Polling tells us Christie's voters go to Haley as their second choice. So in New Hampshire, combined Haley's 32 percent, Christie's 12 percent. That beats Trump, who's right now at 39 percent. It is one poll, but this is a January surprise right before Iowa. With us now, Scott Trainer, director of data science for our partners at Decision Desk HQ. Kurt Bardella, Democratic strategist, L.A. Times contributor, former House GOP Oversight Committee advisor. Uh, pause the Chris Christie conversation <laughs> for just one second. Very quickly, your reaction to Comer. Well, I think it's interesting what Comer said because he, he pointed out something, that the committee's mandate is to look at waste, fraud, abuse within the federal government. Hunter Biden's a private citizen. He's not in the federal government. He doesn't serve in the federal government. I don't know why they're so fixated on Hunter Biden when, as you pointed out, I think the American people right now are more concerned about things like the border, immigration, spending, yeah. the federal government, the possible budget shutdown. And just for, for one point to make, when I was at the Oversight Committee, we had hearings all the time without doing depositions. Okay. And when Hillary Clinton testified for Benghazi for 13 hours, she didn't do a deposition beforehand. Yeah, excellent point. All right, Scott, speak about this in terms of polling. Does the Hunter Biden corruption scandal work? I, I know it fires up the Republican base. Does it work with independent voters? No. Every, all the polling we see on it, most people are aware of it. Whether they think it's an important issue, it doesn't even rank in the top 10. Wow. All um, right, so, so now we move to... New Hampshire and Iowa, Chris Christie drops out. We put the poll up. You combine Chris Christie and Nikki Haley. I know you always ask that important question. Who's your second choice? Does that actually mean we now combine Nikki and Christie's numbers? No, unfortunately, I'd fail you in stats class if you did that. Um, (laughs) It's not quite how it works. We're not going to talk about my grades (laughs) in stats class, okay? But it does, it does, it's reasonable to assume, not just that poll, but lots of polls, especially the ones in the Decision Desk HQ, the Hill polling average, show that the, you know, Christie's voters, should they not have Christie to vote for, do disperse primarily 
Haley to Nikki Haley. Um, the other thing to keep in mind for New Hampshire is New Hampshire is an open primary. There are independents out there who can decide. They don't have a competitive Democratic primary who can decide, hey, you know, Nikki Haley, I want to be I want to I want to be part of this primary. I want to I want to give uh, give her a shot. So I think this is a shot in her arm, both for Chrissy's voters as well as makes it competitive. It makes it interesting for that New Hampshire turnout. Well, and it also makes it interesting for Iowa. Right. Because yeah. all of a sudden now Nikki Haley has momentum. She might win New Hampshire. Therefore, she's more interesting in Iowa. Kurt, look, if Donald Trump is not the nominee and Democrats are now running against Nikki Haley, which who polls way better against Joe Biden. Are we going to look back right now and say that Nikki Haley was the black swan? She was the thing everyone should have realized was going to catch fire. And this was the moment when Chris Christie dropped out. Yeah, because let's be clear. If Nikki Haley were the, de- the nominee against Biden, she'd win in a landslide. Uh, it, 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 game over. Pack it up. Go home. There is no way, in my opinion, that Biden could beat Nikki Haley. And that's what I think needs to be more the central premise now going forward for Nikki Haley's campaign is she's the one. It wouldn't even be close, folks. She could trounce Joe Biden, electability. Republicans are tired of losing elections that, frankly, they should be winning. When you look at the midterms and how bad Biden's approval rating was, economy upside down, they should have won 30, 40, 50 seats in that environment, and they didn't. They're tired of losing. That should be her message. That, that, is, that is a message. It doesn't necessarily work with Republican primary voters, especially those in South Carolina. where She's been trying it. Where they had, yeah, yeah it, do, it doesn't work. Uh, Biden trailing Michigan by eight points uh, in Michigan. This is the latest Detroit News WDIV poll. Swing state, union voters, African-Americans, Muslim voters in Michigan. He's, he's down big. Um, but she would have to, or Donald Trump would have to, get to Michigan, right? This, you got to get out of the primary. Chris Christie was caught on a hope, on a hot mic, an open mic, before he dropped out, all the cable news networks Gotta were listening in. Mics, yeah. yeah, It's the only time the cable news nets were listening to the Chris Christie live stream, and there you go. And this is what they heard. Yeah, I mean, look, she spent $68 million so far, just on TV. Spent $68 million so far, $59 million by DeSantis, and we spent twelve. I mean, who's punching above their weight, and who's getting a return on their investment, you know? And she's going to get smoked, and you and I both know it. She's not up to this. Does the polling show that that's a fair analysis or a little too glib? I mean, he's got it right on the spending. Um, but, you know, this is this is the common Chris Christie refrain. That's what he said about when he got out of in New Hampshire from 2016. You know, he said they were all smoked. Now, he was right. Donald Trump went on to win. But I think what's different here and a lot can change in a week is Nikki Haley's got momentum upwards. Now, that all could change on Monday. It could all change next week. But as of today, she's got momentum upwards. And that's what you're looking for return on investment. Not the polls today, but where you think you're going to end up. Hmm. The field's also a lot smaller now. When Chrissy ran at 16, like there were so many other Republicans still on the stage at this point in the calendar. We look at what's going to happen tonight. It's just DeSantis versus Nikki Haley. DeSantis, Nikki Haley in a debate, Donald Trump at town hall, Iowa caucuses. You have to imagine if Ron DeSantis doesn't, doesn't really outperform, there's going to be some interesting questions. And then we get to New Hampshire. Right. Gents, it's good to see both of you. Oh, oh there you oh. go. Don't worry. It's fine. Happens. Live television. They don't have television. It is live. You can prove it. <laughs> At least it wasn't a hot mic. <laughs> News Nation special coverage of the Iowa caucuses starts this Friday, live from Des Moines, 7 p.m. Eastern, for a special edition of On Balance. Monday, Chris Cuomo, Dan Abrams, Elizabeth Vargas, and I, live special, 7 p.m. Eastern, then 8 with the whole team. Next, prosecutor going after Trump in Georgia has her own problems. A new investigation looks at charges. She may be having an affair with the lead investigator. We're going to follow the money. And Gen Z just wants to be paid to do nothing like the rest of us. The TikTok star who may be speaking for every young person in America right now.
want to do anything besides lay my ass down when I get home from work, okay? And I know that working out makes me feel so much better. I know that if I go to the gym for more than five minutes, like, I will feel so much better. But holy is rocking President Trump's case in Georgia. According to a court filing, Willis and the special prosecutor vacationed together. Barn burner of a motion. It's just some of the coverage from, you might say, some members of the partisan media on the right talking about Fulton County DA Fannie Willis, who's prosecuting former President Trump. She's accused of an improper relationship with the special prosecutor on the case. The left has ignored the story altogether. No surprise there. We're going to just cover it fairly because it is news. This is the woman who charged Donald Trump with racketeering. The motion to dismiss the case comes from one of the defendants in Trump world, a man named Michael Roman. Filing says Willis and special prosecutor Nathan Wade have engaged in improper relationship, otherwise known as an affair, clandestine personal relationship during the pendency of this case, which has resulted in the special prosecutor and in turn the district attorney profiting significantly from this prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers. Goes on to say, since being appointed, the special prosecutor received from Georgia taxpayers almost a million dollars in legal fees. And now the interesting part. The filing says Wade, the prosecutor's alleged parmador, used the money he's received from the DA office to buy trips for him and Willis to places like Napa Valley, Florida, even a cruise in the Caribbean. To be fair, there's no documentation of those purchases. But if true, the allegations are completely changing to the Trump case. It doesn't necessarily mean the case is closed for Trump and his co-defendants, but it does change everything. Shandell Summer, former public defender in Fulton County, Georgia, now does divorce and criminal law. Uh, the, the court now accepts you as an expert on this matter. Is it as big of a bombshell as some are making it out to be? Yes, it's huge. The thing is, when you have a criminal case and there's also a companion civil case with it, it gives you a complete advantage because you're able to use the civil discovery procedures to get information you might not be able to get in a criminal case. And um, Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor who was hired by Fonnie Willis to uh, work on this case at an extraordinarily high um, amount, a million dollars over a year and a half, is going through a divorce. And in that divorce action, the uh, divorce attorneys have been able to access his bank records and his credit card receipts. And now they've noticed Bonnie Willis for a deposition in late January where she will almost surely be forced to plead the Fifth Amendment because adultery is still a crime in the state of Georgia. So she cannot really admit to adultery Um it would it would wow, be a the, bad. You look. think about this. The, um, the, yeah, no kidding. The prosecutor takes the fifth. That that will be the headline, right? And you think about this. Uh, invoices for White House meetings. This is tangential. Wade billed eight hours of work at two fifty an hour for a May twenty third, twenty twenty two event event listed as travel to Athens conference with White House counsel. Two thousand dollars for an interview in D, with DC White House. Both meetings well before the Trump indictment. Uh, three days after Trump launched his twenty twenty four campaign. This is the question. If all of this is true, right, and if the trips are true, if all of this is true, does that necessarily mean the case against Trump and the the co-conspirators gets thrown out or only that it's delayed? It probably does not mean that the case gets thrown out. And Mm -hmm. really, the nexus between the federal contact by Nathan Wade 
and the trips that he built, to me, don't really have that much of a bang for the buck. The most important thing is that she received kickbacks from him being employed by her to represent the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. That's a crime. You can't get kickbacks as a public official. Um, she's well, there's more, a, yeah, a conflict of interest of, of, of hiring somebody that you're involved in an affair with. I mean, none of this is good. Not but, really. Real quick, not, not really. Yeah, it just looks I bad. It's a bad look. We've all been waiting, right, because Georgia's the place that has cameras in the courtroom. Therefore, Donald Trump would be on camera for this trial that's going to take place that everybody's excited about, or the left's very excited about, I should say. Um does that mean, does this mean that that's not going to happen until after the election, if it happens at all? I don't think it will happen before the election, just because of the, uh, okay. the deconfliction of scheduling. He has four cases right now, and all of them are in line before this case, not to mention the fact that you've got 15 lawyers um, and 15 defendants in this case, yeah. and each one of them is going to have a lot of uh time with each witness you've got it makes perfect sense yeah no it, it, it makes perfect sense uh, the bombshell though is that the prosecutor takes the fifth I mean that just sort of changes the, the conversation Shandell thank you for joining us we appreciate it uh, back to you as news warrants on this story which I think it will especially when the deposition happens Generation Z that is the, the youngest among us the, the young kids these days they want to get fat and lazy That's not me saying it. That's some of the most popular voices of Generation Z, the thought leaders, if you will, the Martin Luther Kings, the George Washingtons, and Ronald Reagans of Generation Z. Here is TikToker Susie Guzdo speaking to more than half a million of her followers. Can somebody please normalize getting ugly and fat after working a nine to five job? Okay, maybe let's not like normalize that. That's probably a bad idea. But like the last thing I want to do after sitting in an office all damn day is go and work out, is go take care of my body. I want to eat this Chick-fil-A sandwich. Is that too much to ask? Hmm. Half a million people sign up every day to hear her thoughts. We asked Susie to join us, and she wanted a $1,500 appearance fee. So she is entrepreneurial. But it got us thinking about Generation Z. These are the same folks, progressives, that demand higher minimum wage for fast food workers. It makes sense. A lot of Gen Z now have frontline jobs, like this young woman. I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat. All by myself. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago, when you were getting started, you could live on your own. 20 years ago, when you first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. She has a point. Susie does not, but she has a point. The fundamental unfairness of our economy can't sustain itself. Prices are going up, and there's a reason for that. From Vox today, are $18 Big Macs the price of falling inequality? Even socialists are bristling at the rising cost of fast food. It's easy to sit here and talk about how hard we had it all going uphill both ways in the snow to school. Our friend Eric Erickson responded to the tweet from the Walmart worker saying 20 years ago, my wife and I were married with two incomes and for months we had to give up meals to pay the utility bills to be able to afford formula for our baby. I shopped at Goodwill. I have no sympathy for this kid. She just presumes the rest of us never struggled. Life isn't fair. It is often hard when you start out. That is undoubtedly true, but life isn't fair. And a lot of people struggle. 
and continue to struggle. But that was okay because of the American dream. There was something you were getting to. Hard work meant you can achieve the American dream. That was the promise of America. Emphasis was. Almost 80% of Americans believe their kids will have a worse life than them. That's not America. That's not the American dream. Generation Z might be slightly misguided, but we are the ones, we collectively are the ones, who led them here. Next, Dr. Fauci comes clean, turns out six feet of social distancing came out of thin air, not science. The congressman who questioned Fauci with some stunning revelations, including why I might have been right so long ago. No, sir, I'm not, I'm not making any no, extrapolation. No, sir, no, sir, no, sir, I'm not making any extrapolation. I'm simply saying the fact of the matter is, is that so much of what was we were told as Americans about what we knew from the right. Chinese was based simply on taking their word. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Occasionally, congressional oversight does something useful, in this case, very useful and very important. They force Dr. Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, to actually tell the truth about the National Institute of Health's funding of the Wuhan lab projects. Some other things about the pandemic. Fauci went into a closed-door meeting this week and provided two days of testimony, so under oath, 14 hours of questioning. Here now, Chairman of the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, Dr. and Representative Brad Wenstrup of Ohio. Good to see you, sir. Thank you. you. Thank uh, you. Most important revelation. Uh, well, there are many revelations. I think you can start with one uh, that, you know, he was very uh, cooperative, if you will, but over 100 times just on the first day, he couldn't recall. Uh, you take the Fifth Amendment ever? No, because we really weren't doing a deposition. Now, he is vulnerable to perjury because he's speaking to Congress. Um, but this is a transcribed interview, so it's a little bit, little bit different. So they're not sworn in, but he is warned that you, you could perjure yourself. So Big, big things here. Uh, six feet of social distancing. Was there science behind that? He, he said there's, there was not. What he came out and said was this just kind of somehow came out of nowhere, and we just, we just went with it. I mean, this were some of the conversations. Mask mandates. Had. Same, same with the mask. Well, you know, we just said use whatever mask uh, because we, we're having trouble getting, getting masks. No, there's no science behind it. Was there a double-blind study? No, that's kind of hard. But so why were we forcing these things? And, I, and I'll just tell you as a doctor, you put on a mask. You just put cloth over your face. If you have COVID, you don't want to be wearing that mask because you're trying to expel what you have. Instead, you wouldn't blow into a handkerchief and put it over your face. So there, there were just a lot of things like that. But the whole process of us funding 
laboratory experiments on coronaviruses, risky gain-of-function research in the lab. Did you get to why he did it? Why, why that was done? The research? Yeah, well, why, they, why they were so trusting to the Chinese? Well, this is the interesting part, right? So you talk, people apply for a grant. He explained that there's a board that reviews the grant. He said they decide if it, if it should go there. And then basically he said, all I do is sign, sign the grant and sign it over. So we asked about oversight. You know, like, uh, what about understanding the security and oversight of a foreign lab? He goes, well, I wouldn't even know how to do that. And he said, well... It's, it's interesting because his, his story's changed. I think that's fair, oh, yeah. fair, fair to say significantly. Back in February of 2021, I think actually it was uh, May of 2021, uh, he and I had a fairly contentious interview about some of these issues. We're going to play that for you and see if Okay. The testimony has any bearing on it. So now you making extrapolation that we sent in. Uh, no, sir, I'm not. I'm not making no, any. Extrapolation. But, 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 no, sir. No, sir. I'm not making any extrapolation. I'm simply saying the fact of the matter is, is that so much of what was we were told as Americans about what we knew from the right. Chinese was based simply on taking their word. Right. Well, I, I, I would contend uh, that, that it was. Um, if you look early on, uh, especially, what did we hear from President Trump? We were hearing what the WHO and China was saying, what President Xi was telling him. Real, real quick, did we get any closer to the pressure that either Fauci brought or was put on Fauci to say that this was natural and not from man-made sources? Well, he put the pressure uh, by organizing a group. No, because it's interesting as he organized the group that focused, these are their words, focused on disproving the lab leak theory. They were all saying amongst themselves, which we had discovered, well, this thing looks engineered. We certainly can't rule that out. The day he released Proximal Origins on the White House lawn and told the country that these scientists said it came from nature and tried to just drop, that very same day, there's a message from one of the authors saying we cannot rule out engineering, not the way this looks looks. And there's so much. You know the why? Why he was doing that? We don't know the why, right? right. And keep, we have suspicions, though. <laughs> we'll keep going. Keep going. Right. Let me know when you find him. All right. All right. Keep, no, this is important work. It's and, very and you important guys work. Keep, 1.2 keep million it. people died. That's a good point. A couple trillion dollars, too, there. Uh, we talked about this and the congressman's work in War Notes. Gives you a free look at the show every day at 4 p.m. And also some of our most important thoughts about the stories of the day. You can reply to the email, warnotes.com, and subscribe also on Instagram and Twitter, at Leland Vitter. We'll read some of your responses tomorrow. Next, the Biden administration covered up major health issues with the Secretary of Defense. So, is the White House being completely transparent about the health of the Commander-in-Chief? mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Was really easy to cut. We're looking at doing the exterior of the house. Text SAVE to 59583 to see more Genstone projects. It's lightweight and it's durable. It cuts so easy that even an old guy like me can do it. 
we can all do it. This is not a skilled tradesman job. Text SAVE to 59583 to save up to 50% over real stone and even more during our winter sale. president's next physical scheduled last year it was in february i don't have anything uh, to share on the president's next physical obviously we will once once that happens we will be transparent and share that with all of you as we've done the last uh, two times i just don't have anything on the books to share well to be clear they weren't that transparent the fast past few times the president got a physical but that's the white house getting questions they don't really want about joe biden's health We can't ask Biden himself, of course, because he is the most inaccessible president in modern times. The uncomfortable questions come because the administration tried to cover up Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin's prostate surgery and then three days or more in the ICU. Nobody really cares about Austin's prostate cancer. We, of course, wish him a speedy recovery. If he just put out a statement before Christmas, this wouldn't even be a story. But since the administration and Austin's part of the administration can't be honest about the defense secretary's health. The American people can't believe them about the president's health. This is a huge problem for an 81-year-old president going into an election year. He uses the short stairs on Air Force One, reportedly wears sneakers so he won't fall, keeps a very limited schedule with almost more time on vacation than at the White House. The White House refuses to put out his doctors to take questions about what kind of medications he takes and gives very limited information on any cognitive testing that would be normal for an 81-year-old. They greatly limit press availability in unscripted moments. Here now, founding editor of Mediate News Nation contributor Colby Hall. Colby, always good to see you. Uh, you are the News Nation, on balance, resident philosopher. Am I being fair in connecting the, the very uh, appalling behavior about Lloyd Austin's health and Biden's health? I think it's a salient point. I think it's entirely fair. I think, um, you know, the greater context is there's always been healthy tension between the press corps and the White House regarding private information regarding the president's health or medical records. You know, there's a dis, you know, there should be some level of privacy, but of course he's the commander in chief and we have the right to know, you know, how healthy he is. That relationship became toxic in the mishandling of Lloyd Austin's um, prostate cancer surgery and the, the ill effects that followed. I don't think that it was, it was corruption. I don't think it was conspiracy. I think it was incompetence that, that even Democrats called out. But yeah, I, I think the net result of that is that the media really have a, a, a more distrust now of this administration. Um, and that will probably serve us better because they'll ask tougher questions. They won't take huh? the can, answers that they typically get. And I think that that will be better for us all. Yeah, we, we can only hope, right? And look, I, the point is taken that... Uh, at some point, uh, you say it's not a conspiracy, it's incompetence. Uh, at the same time, though, if the White House was really upset about this, um, you know, people take responsibility. Lloyd, you know, Lloyd Austin said, well, I take responsibility. Okay. Do you resign? Do you fire the people who are responsible? Uh, the, right. the, in order to take responsibility and change things, you have to show that this kind of behavior is not acceptable. Uh, Joe Biden is the president. He's the commander in chief. And he hasn't demanded any accountability. So what does that say about their commitment to, you know, Queen Jean-Pierre? We, we, we promise transparency, but you don't punish non-transparency. It's a fair question. And I will say that there's some nuance to this. I mean, I, I think he thought it was going to be elective surgery, that he'd be in and out. And then there was, there was problems. I don't think that we were ever in any sort of threat uh, because he was you know, sort of out of the chain of command. Again, I do think that it erodes the level of trust that we as the public and the media has 
And um, yeah, I, I think, you know, do why, as I say, not as think, I do. Why do you think the White House press corps, and, I, and I'm wondering this, why aren't there questions to Karine Jean-Pierre about some of the things that I brought up in the lead? Because they want access. And we've talked about this a lot. A lot of these people, you know, there's this low-level sort of junior high cafeteria table dynamic at play that, you know, either you're on the winning team or you're against them. And if you want to get called on questions at press conferences, however few they may be, you know, they keep notes. They know who's going to be asking questions and saying tough things. And it's why some people who ask tough questions are rarely called upon. And those who are called upon are playing the the game or playing ball in the way that the Biden administration or the press shop wants. And that's not just the Biden administration. That's long been the case, except for under Trump, who just loved to field questions from anyone because he was a master at it and uh, it was entertaining. Yeah, it, it, it was entertaining. Look, and his, his doctor came out there for two hours and answered questions. So there you go. Hey, Colby, we got to run. Thank you very much. Back to our breaking news. Chris Christie's dropping out of the race. Will this January surprise change the strategy of the two people, now the two front runners on your screen? Back to our breaking news, Decision Desk 2024 coverage. Chris Christie dropped out of the race just a few hours ago. Polling shows Christie's voters will almost exclusively break towards Nikki Haley's. Haley's problems are hard and definitely are not solved. The forecast for the Iowa caucuses before New Hampshire on Monday, negative 32 degrees. There's already snow on the road. We'll be there on Friday. A lot of pollsters say this will change things as people will not come out in the middle of a dark, dark Iowa winter to caucus. Somebody who is not worried is Donald Trump. Going to be cold. And they said, that's good. Why is it good? Why is that good? Because the other side will never vote because they don't have any enthusiasm. We won't lose one vote because our people, they use the term, will walk on glass. Or snow or through a blizzard. Iowa Attorney General Brenna Byrd is with us. Coldest caucus on record, as I understand it. Well, it could be, but we're used to that in Iowa. Iowa is always <laughs> snowy, icy, cold, you name it. We're used to it. We All can right. handle it. Help us understand how, look, caucuses uh, it's a, are an old, an old way of doing things. You got to go through the snow. It's not, you don't just show up and vote. You got to show up to a, a farmhouse or a barn or a gymnasium, whatever. Uh, in the middle of the winter, you got to spend a couple of hours inside uh, on Monday night. Help us understand not necessarily how broad Donald Trump's support is because we have the polling. Help us understand why he has depth of support considering Ron DeSantis has spent, what, the past uh, couple of months living in Iowa, been to all 99 counties and staked his whole race on Iowa. Yeah, well, President Trump's support in Iowa, it is deep and it is intense. He has the energy and momentum in Iowa. I see that everywhere I go. Uh, his supporters are dedicated. They are committed to caucusing. They're going to bring their friends caucus night. We know that well, he's what do you got to, help me, help, give it, pull, back, pull back the curtain for me, right? Like, what, what do you do to, to get people out? How do you commit them to caucus? I know, I think Vivek Ramaswamy is offering free beer or something to some people, or at least you get them to show up to rallies. But what, what do you do? Is it you drive around and pick people up? How do you get people to come out when it's negative 36 degrees? 
Well, that's where the ground game comes in. And President Trump has a great uh, ground game. He has caucus captains in every single caucus location in Iowa. Uh, he has people who have committed to caucus uh, for him and they're following up, they're bringing their friends, they're coming to the rallies. So the ground game, that grassroots organization, that's what turns people out on caucus night. So look, President Trump's not been in Iowa nearly as much as everybody else has, certainly not as much as Ron DeSantis has. Does that concern you at all? Well, President Trump's events in Iowa are, are huge. They're rallies, they're, mm. they're packed. There are people that can't even get in. And so uh, President Trump has been spending a lot of time uh, here in Iowa, but people are willing to drive to see him. And that's true on caucus night too. They're not gonna stay home just cause it's a little cold and we have a lot of snow. They're gonna go out and they're gonna vote for the next president who's gonna defeat Joe Biden and win our country back. You, you talked about the issue of electability. Poll after poll after poll shows that Nikki Haley's more electable. Why doesn't that seem to resonate with Republican primary voters? Well, I think Republicans here in Iowa, we all remember what it was like when President Trump was president. And we want that back, that that strong economy, that we were strong on the world stage and safe. You know, he did great things for farmers and for agriculture, and he secured the border. So we want that back. And we know the Biden administration has to come yeah. to an end. It's been a disaster. Well, I can tell you, uh, at least from my reporting, it's pretty amazing uh, to see the difference in the crowds at the Iowa State Fair uh, between uh, what most of the other candidates got and then obviously uh, what President Trump got in the way people flocked around. I think it was at the pork tent uh, that we were there for that. Uh, Madam Attorney General, stay warm. We will see you soon on Friday in Iowa. Here's Chris. I am going to make sure that in no way do I enable Donald Trump to ever be president of the United States again. And that's more important than my own personal ambition. All right, everybody. How you doing? I'm Chris Cuomo. It's a big Wednesday. We've got breaking stories on our watch. So what do you say? Let's get after it. You were just hearing former Governor Christie there telling his party, you can't handle the truth. And so out of the race for president, he goes promising to 